tired. Okay. Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of the first season, which is about teenage hurdles. Today we're going to talk about a topic that really frustrates me and that I love to rant about, grades. For the next 30-40 minutes, I'll be kind of giving my opinions on the grading system, how much grades matter, the significance, and a list of pros and cons because I just love making lists. The second half of the episode, I'll give some tips on improving your grades. All of the advice given in this episode has helped me a lot and hopefully it'll help you as well. Today is going to be a lot of venting, ranting, and tangents all that good stuff, but I'll try to keep it, keep a structure to it. So without further ado, let's get into it. This week's quote is, I was too worried about the grades and I should have been more worried about learning. Michelle Obama. This quote is so accurate because I knew a few people at my previous school that wouldn't really make an effort to understand and learn in class and then a test would come up and they would just memorize all the information and they'd get amazing marks but not amazing understanding. And I've actually fallen victim to this a few times. Um, I wouldn't really like the class and I would just go in automatic mode and I would just write down the notes and just memorize everything and get a good grade, but I didn't really... This, my friends, you should know already. It should be your daily mantra. It should be tattooed on your skin, graded on your future tombstone, carved on your bedside table, placed as a wallpaper on your phone. You get the idea. There are so many aspects of the grading system that supports this quote, and I'll link a few websites down below. And honestly, I think we all know this. The people we look up to the most, who we're friends with, enjoy conversations with them, make the most impact on us, do they get the best grades? Not always, but are they the best people? Yes. What really makes someone strive strive when it comes to positive impact is the awesome personality, character, kindness, and thought process that they possess. I mean, it takes intelligence and smart thinking to get to that point, but those two qualities have nothing to do with your grades. Um, Think of it this way. Um, In society, there is a vast spectrum of forms of quote-unquote smartness, from emotional intelligence to mathematical intelligence, and Every single field in life requires a different form of that general intelligence to succeed in it. Um, So with that being said, I want to start start off with just enumerating the eight types of intelligence according to iberostars.com. So one, logical mathematical intelligence. So these people um, have a type of who have this type of intelligence are good at solving mysteries or brain teasers, doing puzzles, logic exercises, counting or doing calculations, computer problems, and playing strategy games. Two, linguistic intelligence. So um, people with this type of intelligence are skilled and have preferences for activities such as reading, talking, telling stories and jokes, writing poems, learning languages, and playing word games. Three, spatial intelligence. So this type of intelligence, people who develop spatial intelligence are good at solving spatial problems, such as drawing and painting, reading maps, looking at pictures, solving mazes, or playing construction games. Four, musical intelligence. So obviously these are the people who have a great ability to sing, listen to music, play instruments, compose songs, enjoy concerts, and who have a very good rhythm. Five, bodily kinesthetic intelligence. So these are the people who are good at dancing, acting, imitating gestures or expressions, playing sports, running, moving, and jumping. 
six, intrapersonal intelligence. So these are the people who know themselves best. These people like to work independently, set goals and focus on achieving them, understand their feelings, and know their strengths and weaknesses. Seven, interpersonal intelligence. Um, as opposed to intrapersonal intelligence, it is common among people that are good at talking, working in teams, helping others, mediating, mediating conflicts, and meeting new people. And finally, eight, naturalistic intelligence. So these are the people who... Um, enjoy doing activities such as camping, hiking, caring for animals, learning about nature, recycling, and caring for the environment. So this website was more oriented towards the types of intelligence in children, but technically teenagers are kids. So, and even as adults, I think it also summarizes kind of how vast the spectrum is of uh, intelligence. So these eight types are all equally important, Um, but the school system doesn't grade all of them or acknowledge all of them. Therefore, there seems to be less people who possess above average intelligence than there actually is. So just remember that even if your report card makes you feel dumb or like you can't accomplish anything major in life, just know that there is something unique to you and you need to understand what you can do with the brain and body that you have. And for those of you struggling with self-image, People will think many things of you and sometimes things you don't want to hear and are false, but the people who do talk to you are the ones that count and it's in that moment where you establish your identity. First off, I'm going to tell you a bit about the grading system where I live. Um, In my country, every test, quiz, and assignment is a percentage from 1 to 100. If you get less than 60%, you fail, and if you get 60% or more, you pass. And obviously... Um, 100% is the best grade you can get, and zero is the worst. And then at the end of the terms, um, at my school this year, we have two terms. Your teacher in every subject compiles all your percentages into one percentage for that subject. And then at my school, we compile again all the grades for every subject, and then they give you your average for that whole term. And so, yeah, every basically, they just, every single grade you get, gets combined to create an average of all those grades. (laughs) So if you get an average of 80% or higher, you end up being on the honor roll. Um, But now here's what bothers me. If you end up being on the honor roll, they give you a certificate and announce to the whole entire school what your term average was. Try from the people with a high 80% all average all the way with the person who got the best grades. And I think that it's great to congratulate people who worked hard, but do you really have to say every person's name and attach a number to it? I think they should just say all the names of the people who got on the honor roll, but not say any percentages. The people who are from my school who are listening to this, you know who you are. Please talk to me and tell me what you think about it, but these are just my views on our school in general. Uh, because I do think it's kind of, not exaggerated, but it's kind of an extreme version of congratulating people and I think that grades should be kept for yourself because you are the only person that knows exactly how accurate these numbers are and how much they represent your work because sometimes it'll feel unfair and it'll feel like all the hard work you put into it didn't really show on your report card. Also sometimes you will get a better grade than you deserved but my point here is that only you know all these little things and how much your report card reflects your self-worth. 
So grades can give a slight indicator to colleges and universities who they accept, but apart from that, they can be totally inaccurate. The chances of every single grade that you get over the course of your education correlating exactly to your level of intelligence is, well, zero. You should work hard and do your best at school, but you shouldn't worry all too much about grades because, in my opinion, they mean very little for my happiness and satisfaction in the long term. Um, success in my eyes is created by doing going your own path, whether you get into a good school or not. Grades don't just measure your direct intelligence. Most of it is testing you on your motivation, passion, and willingness to succeed. Um, in that way, I think grades can be a good thing, but you could be a genius but think that grades are stupid and then not try. So in that way, grades can be confusing. So all in all, the grading system is just a very, very complicated topic and I feel like there's so many ways you can approach it. That was just kind of my my little rant about them and what they mean to me. Now, for a second part of the episode, I made a list of the pros and cons of grades. I'll start with the negative aspects of it, and then we can finish off on a positive note with some good aspects of it. So these are the main ones that came to me at first thought. So the negative aspects is one can make you feel bad, sad, and many other negative emotions, such as loss of confidence. Two, can create a toxic competitive environment. Three, can build a lot of pressure on one's shoulders. Four, can make you work long hours to overexhaustion. Five, can harm relationships. And then six, can lower your self-worth. So now I'm just going to kind of zoom into each um, point. So it can make you feel bad, sad, and many other negative emotions, such as loss of confidence. I feel like we can all kind of relate to this because especially people who I talked a bit about this in my first episode about success and failure, people who the only thing in their life that determines their worth and that they can actually feel proud about is grades. You know, some people grades is kind of what they measure their confidence and ability to strive in life. And I think this can be toxic because if you get a bad grade, you can get very self-conscious and your whole self-worth can just plunge. And so we got to remember that your grades have nothing to do with who you are as a person and what you can achieve in life. So just remember that. And then two, can create a toxic competitive environment. I feel like this is more true in high school than elementary school because in elementary school, it wasn't really a big thing for me. We didn't really care about grades and I mean, still in high school, it's not, we don't care, but I do feel a certain more pressure in high school to, and I feel more competitive as well for some reason. Um, I feel like maybe it's because there's more people in your grade, and so therefore there's more people who are competitive and who want to get the best grade, and then there's also more people who do pay attention to your grades. So it's definitely something more toxic than in elementary school, and we gotta just be careful not to get too uh, hurt when someone else kind of rivals against you. And then also, I I last year was so hard for me to kind of get out of that bubble. I was always concentrating on getting the best grades, and this year I've toned down a bit and. I don't feel as bad if someone gets a better grade. I feel happy for them, and I feel like this is. A huge step I've taken because it was very hard for me last year and then three can build a lot of pressure on one's shoulders especially if you have um, you know high achieving friends 
or um, parents who expect a lot from you and then can make you work long hours to over exhaustion. So here you really gotta be careful that we're not stretching ourselves to the limit, you know? We gotta be careful not to overexert ourselves because it is very um, possible. And especially, I mean, I get it, people who do study like 10 hours a day because like for their finals uh, over the weekend, but I'm just saying that not every single day needs to be like that and you need to know when to stop. And then um, five can harm relationships. Again, if you have in my um, pressure point, if like your parents expect a lot from you and you can't really live up to those expectations or your friends are very overachievers and they kind of are more rivals than friends. And then um, I'm talking about grades and I like it's this like medieval like fight, but it's it's um. It's not, but I feel like people can make it seem like that. So um, just know that, like, personally, I don't share my grades anymore because of that reason. And then finally, can lower your self-worth, which kind of ties into the first point. Now, for the um, positive aspects of the grading system, one, it can motivate you to work harder. Two, help schools and companies make decisions and help them get an idea of a person's academic level. Three, can help develop a good work ethic. Four, helps maintain discipline in students, so in sports, ECAs, etc. ECAs meaning extracurricular activities. Um, five, can make you feel proud and happy. And then six, you can gain confidence. So for the, for the first one, the motivation one, I feel like it's very true because if you have a certain goal in mind or um, if, the, if your grades do det- in your head do determine your self-worth, then you can't feel like to get this, to be a worthy person, I need to get to this grade, which isn't always um, positive, but it does make you more motivated. And I do think you can turn that motivation into like a less toxic thing and um, just help you reach your goals in general. And then two, help schools and companies make decisions um, for your future about like kind of your academic level or your level of motivation so you can help schools know uh to accept you or not and again what i like about um um acceptance acceptance uh essays where you send it off to universities is that it doesn't you don't they don't just look at your grade they also let you write and explain yourself and who you are as a person which i think is good and then it can help you develop a good work ethic. So yeah, just when you're reaching your goals. And then helps maintain discipline in students for sports and ECAs. Um, this is really true. So let's say you want to get into the basketball team. You need to attain uh, specific um, grades for that. If you're never handing in your homework on time or always missing class then maybe great um basketball being on the basketball team isn't the best option for you so this can really motivate you to do well in school so then you can follow uh an activity or a sport that you are passionate about and then five can make you feel proud and happy but the opposite can also apply and then can you can gain confidence and the opposite can apply as well so these were a couple of points I wanted to share with you guys. Now, we could talk about grades forever because I really do have mixed feelings about the system and it can be confusing at times. 
If there's anything you'd like to point out or add, feel free to comment on YouTube or email me at the Everything Team Podcast at gmail.com. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Tips to improve not only your grades, but your organization and work ethic. So, first of all, ways to improve your work ethic. So, one, take the time to think. Why am I doing this? What are my goals? Who is this for? And how am I going to reward myself? This last point is really important because let's say you have a goal in science to like get a grade of 80 and you get that. You need to have a way to make you feel proud of yourself and might may be like go um, have pizza or binge watch your favorite Netflix show. Just something to make you feel good and proud of that accomplishment. And then Two, make studying and doing your homework a habit. So read The Power of Habit, which I'll link below. It's not only um, a good book to create long-lasting and productive habits, but also it's uh, very entertaining. There, there's really entertaining stories and examples in there. So those are really helpful. And then create a routine as well. So a time and place every day to do your homework or study for your test. So, for example, for me, I get home every day, I get a snack, take a shower, whatever it is, I clean my room, and then I do my grades, uh, my homework until they're done. And then uh, three, get curious, excited, and start enjoying learning. So, a lot of the time, when a class is boring, it's because you're making it boring. You think in your head it is boring, and so it becomes boring. Um, So, this was me for a long time. I would just... I would decide that this one class, like I, science was just boring for me and I hated it and it went by so slowly. But the reason why it went by so slow is that in my mind, I just thought it was not a fun class. And then I started paying more attention and asking questions and actually trying to make commit to it and trying to make an effort. And then I saw that it actually, the time went actually by quicker because I was actually making an effort to um, make it entertaining and um, a better experience. And so, um, for study with a good group of friends. So sometimes, um, like your best friend could not be a good match for you. For example, like me and another friend, we get good grades, but when we work together, we cannot like we get too distracted and we're just talking the whole time and we don't get anywhere um anywhere so that that's really important to find a good group of friends where you can study with and that are um that will make you productive and then finally develop good relationships with your teachers I mean you don't have to like your teachers necessarily but start talking to them and communicate with them and that's just going to make it a whole lot easier because that's what they're what they're there for um and so don't be afraid to just ask some questions and then now ways to improve your grades so one communicate with your teachers and friends this is what I just talked about uh yeah your teachers are just there that's their job to help you guys so just don't be afraid to ask them as many questions as you want as much advice as you need um they're normally very qualified people and they've been doing it for a while and so they know exactly you know how to help you and honestly this has helped me a lot I mean I probably annoy my classmates by asking so many questions but in the long run it does really help me a lot 
And then two, when there's a test coming up, create a schedule for studying. So this for me is really helpful. Like in my agenda, I just, if my test is in a week, I'll have different days. Every single day I'll do something. It doesn't have to be, like one day I could study for an hour and the other day just like five minutes. But do something every day and actually vary it, which comes to my next point, which is study with as many formats as possible because this just makes it enter not just like entertaining and fun, but also new and gets you more um, curious and interested in it. So a few of these ways could be um, creating a Kahoot or other apps that I'll link below, um, creating flashcards, watching YouTube videos. Sometimes you won't always understand what's said in class. And there's a bunch of YouTube videos online that are really entertaining where you learn a lot. Um, you could read a book about it, like if your test is, um, if you're a slow reader, maybe if you know a test is coming up in like a month or two, then you can start reading. Um, these are just good to get you curious and want to know more about the topic. And then um, making tests are actually fun. There's, I'm going to link an app down below called Quizlet, and you can basically make quizzes and tests and flashcards. And that's um, a really effective way to study. And then you can study with peers, friends, and others, which I kind of brought up before. I actually wrote part of my um, of my episode obvious to the subject, but it is one of the most important. So, you know, I know people that sleep like five hours a night and don't even eat breakfast sometimes. And they are like, they're really smart people. It's just they can't concentrate when they get to school they're just not ready for the day and to get motivated and understand the material so really um getting that proper sleep and I do talk a bit about sleep in my screen addiction episode I think but I'm going to talk about sleep in a few episodes as well and then which is going to be a very interesting episode so stay tuned and then exercise as well it, you don't have to run a marathon after school okay guys it's, i'm not saying that you can have a dance party in your room for even 10 minutes or do a few push-ups or just even stretch is amazing um i love stretching or um playing a game with your brother like a soccer game or even like I know this is not the best, but if you have, like, Wii U sports or whatever, if you're more of a video game person and you don't like moving at all, just do that. Like, swing an imaginary, like, tennis racket, okay? Like, get your heartbeat pumping. And it's proven scientifically that people who exercise, like, teens who exercise do get better grades. And it's not for no reason. It really makes you happier and more motivated and so many other things. And then nine, don't overdo slash do extra work slash sacrifice long hours for unnecessary assignments. Here, I'm not saying that you should do like the bare minimum, but you should know when to stop and when it's enough, enough to make you happy and proud and enough to make your teacher happy and proud and enough to make your understanding the most that you could. So for example, um, once in English class, we could either make a movie poster, a 200-word text, or like a 3D um, art representation of a chapter in a book. And I basically merged the three into a poster, and I spent so much time on it, just perfecting it, making it really nice. And I, was, I, I 
it, it was crazy. I spent so much time on it, and it ended up getting a lower grade than someone who just drew for, like, 20 minutes, you know? So, I'm not saying that you should just draw a smiley face and really the bare minimum, but um, I'm do, like, just know when to stop. And then 10, um, do quote-unquote free points well. That was not written properly. Um, anyways, just, for example, we have, in math class, we have something called Math Help Services, where every week they send us 10 questions online to do. And we can basically do as many remedials, like do them as many times as, uh, as we want uh, in order to get the grade that we do want. And in this, like for me, this is 20% of our grade. And for me, this is basically free points. Math Help Services is free points for me. And so I don't care how many times I redo it. I need, I get, I need to get 10 out of 10 because they're, it's free basically. And um, anyways, that two hours that I may spend in one week doing just math help services I probably wasted in another field so it's um take your time to do like some people they some teachers they grade they give grades for people who finish their homework do your homework you know and uh, don't overlook those little aspects of of your mark and then 11 develop good work ethic so see the first point and then 12 don't be afraid to negotiate with your teachers when necessary I'm not saying you have to be a necessary, like a, a a sassy and rude person when you go up to them, but you, if you really truly believe that there's something on your test or on your assignment that they graded, they took off marks for that were unnecessary, and like let's say you had like a fifty eight percent, and that could give you like that could make you pass for the whole term, you know don't be afraid to go and ask them, you know, I don't get this. Like, why did I get lower mark? I think I deserve like a higher mark. Go ahead. That's fine. Um, I read this book. Uh, it was called Elon Musk. It was obviously about Elon Musk. And in university, he would always just like negotiate with his parent, uh, with his teachers. And I just found that funny. And he would always end up with an A plus. I'm not saying that you would necessarily end up with a perfect mark, but um, I think those extra marks will benefit you in the long term. And then 13, on open-ended questions on tests where you need to give your opinion, write as much as you can. So, for example, if, I don't know, the question is, um, do you think Martha should have asked Luke to um, save the that turtle? And this is a stupid question, but... For example, you have that, just write as much as possible. If, and if you have the time, like if you have like only five minutes left and you have five questions, spend like a minute on each. But I'm just saying if you have the time, write as much as you can on that question because you'll, you'll, the more you write, the more you're probably going to get um, all the marks for that question. So write as many points as you can, as many words as you can, and don't like sugarcoat it, but just, um, make your teacher understand that you get the question. And then um, 14, this is really optional, but use cute slash nice supplies. And it could help for some people to have a very um, aesthetically pleasing workspace to like motivate them to get a higher grade or um, achieve their goals. So this could help you. Um, 15, I think we all know this one. Uh, go by the process of elimination when doing multiple choice questions. And then the last one, two, three, 
I don't know how to count. Um, the last two questions I have, I have um, five topic, five subjects in school, and each of them I have like a specific advice to each one. So we'll start with English class. In English class, I would say just read more. Um, it doesn't have to be like a huge like psychology textbook with like a bunch of fancy complicated words by some dude in the 1900s but you should if even if it's just a comic book read more um develop your vocabulary it's just gonna help you in the long run and it's just so helpful for you and it gets you so much more curious and interested and you just learn so much and then my my brother reads almost more than me and I think he does read more than me and Sometimes we'll be talking and he'll just say words that I never even heard of. And it's just like, it's so surprising. But at the same time, it just, and I was like, where did you get that? Oh, just from a book I was reading. And so it really, really, um, you learn a lot from reading. And then in math class, I don't know if this is really helpful, but I did this once. Don't use a calculator for a week. It depends on which, obviously, which topic you're working on. But let's say, um, in your daily life, like, sometimes you will need to know what, like, I don't know, 50 times 63 is, and try not using a calculator, because I know your, our instinct is just grab our phone and type that calculation inside, but try just doing it on paper for a week, or it doesn't even have to be a week. If you do a lot of math, you can do it in, like, a day, and I just think it really, it's really interesting to know how much we need our calculator, and it's also not necessary, and it's just something to stimulate our brain, and a fun little experiment. And then for science class, um, which really helped me is watching YouTube videos. I think this is applies to like every class, but especially in science is my like worst subject. And a, lo a lot of the time I don't under always understand. It's not as black and white as like math, for example. And so I liked listening to YouTube videos and it just helped me so much because there's so many, so much out there. And I do end up um, like uh, discovering a channel that's amazing and that is so entertaining for me and that I understand so much and this can be very helpful for again every subject and then for French well I, if you're going to a French school then this applies for English class or if you're going to or if you're in an, an, any other country for your um, second language course Listen to listening to audiobooks or podcasts. I know this is a boring point, but if you're listening to this right now, that means you like podcasts or I, I forced you to listen to this. Um, hopefully it's the previous, the first option. But um, so for you can definitely there's so many podcasts out there. There's like millions of podcasts. So you can definitely find a podcast that you enjoy listening to and that can um help you comprehend more that language and then for history this is kind of like for French um, listening to podcasts um, to get you more interested and I'll definitely link some down below so that's it for the episode um, next week we'll talk about I think sleep and anxiety which is going to be a very exciting episode and I'm gonna have an interview uh, on as well so someone is gonna come on for about like 10 minutes it's a, it's like a surprise guest you guys will love him um 
And yeah, so if you have anything to say, comment in the YouTube. And if you have any questions or feedback, email me. Yeah, so I hope to see you next week and uh, stay tuned and I'll see you soon. Bye.